Hey folks, it's Jeremy, the host of Blamo. Thanks so much for listening. This is a preview of one of our exclusive shows on Patreon. These are member-supported shows, meaning they only happen because of our incredible members and community. So check out a preview of the episode, and if you like it, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Blamo, where we have tons of exclusive Blamo episodes, shows, our amazing Slack group, and we're adding new things for members all the time. If not, no worries, we still love you, and we literally have hundreds of episodes of Blamo all free for you to dive into. Thanks so much. Since 2007, Simon Crompton has been chronicling the world of menswear and teaching countless folks about how to dress and express themselves. He's written extensive articles about bespoke suit making, footwear, you name it. Simon understands the luxury and menswear world in a very distinct way. And now, he's back. Simon and I discuss mental health, creating balance, the casual evolution of wardrobes, and how permanent style has become its own brand. Last but not least, we discuss how previously small menswear brands have grown and how that growth has affected their early clients. You know what we're talking about. You know what's happening. It's Blamo Extra, and Simon Crompton is back. Which is, by the way, you're going to get a notification that says, Hey, do I even want to deal with this guy? Do I want to leave the room? The new Zoom is great because every single time when I start recording, people, one, are very aware of it, not that I was hiding it, or you can now exit the room. You can now, it's now under my control to just say, no, I'm sorry, I'm done, man. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can get up. And, you have the equivalent of dropping the mic and walking away. <laughs> I, w- I re- really like to do that. Just need to find an excuse to get to it, get angry at you at something, and then I can just have an excuse to storm out, you know. In time, in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we were chatting about life, and you know, I think feeling being pulled in in multiple directions. With at least for me, like I I've been, you know, we had shared I'd shared with you a little bit about all the different struggles of my family, and uh, but then also this podcast and like mm-hmm. where things have been going and you know uh, it's tough because i think on one hand and i'm not asking for a pity party but like on one hand i've been like wow like my life is great like i am making you know an honest living making a podcast talking to people about clothes having the time of my life doing it but on the other hand i'm still dealing with what everyone else deals with which is things that are out of my control you know, mm. my full disclosure, my wife just got laid off, like all like real things. We we're like, crap. Okay, what do I do? And I'm still trying to make sure that I can get excited about clothes. Like someone, <laughs> someone DM me the other day. And it's like, yo, man, I'm so ready for my hot vaccinated summer. What's a shirt I should get? And I was like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> How about that? How about get the shirt that I don't care about? <laughs> so i gave him a good answer i don't know i told him just get a drake's button down and move on with your life but (laughs) yeah so how are you i'm not bad thank you man i'm not bad i'm trying to think whether i've ever got to that point of not like just think i just don't care about clothes anymore just don't care none of it seems relevant i'm not sure 
I'm not sure I have, but I don't know why. I don't know whether maybe it's like a like a self-preservation thing. Like I know that like that like avenue of interest and passion is kind of what's not only kind of what like is my job and provides our income for our family and everything else, but also it's just like a real passion for me and keeps me interested and fascinated with something. And it's like, it's quite a risk to kind of almost give that up in a way. It'd leave a little bit rudderless. Like, where am I going? What's kind of driving me? And I think particularly, I guess in the last like year and a half and stuff during COVID and everything, like it's really good having a job and having a distraction where like, okay, whatever, what else is going on? I have to get up and I have to answer 15 comments when people ask me about suits. <laughs> and then, you know, I have to write a bunch of emails. And I need to sort out that issue with the kind of the shirt that we're doing and the, I don't know, that stuff's not coming in from Italy or whatever it might be. Yeah. All just you have to do. And I think, I don't know, I'm no expert, but I feel like almost anything that's going on like that, that's really driving you, that that's kind of really kind of existential stuff you could be worrying about you want something that you have to get up and have to do, right? You need something that you need to focus on that like you'd have no choice about because it just takes you out of yourself. It's like, I, okay, I don't have a choice. I have to get up and do my job and everything else. So maybe that's why I've kind of kept the interest in clothes. I feel like I'm still, my interest hasn't waned at all, but uh, I'm sure there's a part of it is where I, I know that that's also something where it means I don't, I have something else to do to focus on, you know, it keeps me going. Yeah, I think there there's two other things there. One, all of your clothes are great, so it's easier to to <laughs> to do that versus me. I don't know. I mean, do you see that ugly ass sweater right behind me? I'm not going to name the brand name, but I don't know why on earth I have that. It sucks. But I have it. And I'm like, "Well, okay." And it's cuz like I I am still to this day trying to develop my style and understand what that is. Mm. But then on the other hand, I do wonder, like for me, if someone messages me or whatever that is, I respond too fast because mm. I'm not able to be like, well, you know what? Like right now, I'm not, I'm not in a good state that I can respond to you. And it's not like I'm driving my car, you know, and I, I respond to someone there and like injure myself. But it's like, in your case, I think you probably have a better ability to be like okay now i'm like i'm gonna air quote like on and now i'm off and so you can be on and be in a better mental state to respond to all of those messages yeah and yeah i think you know and i not even that this is what this podcast was about but like i think there is a for me especially from covid and and like working for myself like trying to figure out the the work-life balance Mm. Of, yeah. of me yeah being on and being off and so like if i'm in a bad mood well i personally should just not respond at that time and wait till i'm in a better mood whether i had a cup of coffee or whatever but yeah. I, I don't know that line like that line goes it's there is no line right so how like, long, I, did you yeah. work at, like how long did you have like a a more professional kind of nine to five job in an office or that kind of thing like in my life yeah oh geez i mean well I guess I was 20 to, I don't know, at least 10 plus years. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So like, I mean, I I understood that. But even then, every job I've ever had, I was always trying to do something else on the side. Okay. Which I think is a bigger 
was a bigger problem in the sense that like I was never off because I'd go and I'd work and I'd do the stuff I had to do to get paid. But then yeah. when I was, you know, off the clock or whatever, I was making music or, or yeah, yeah. yeah or, or reading about watches or, you know, trying to write something or, you know, so yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. So I, I always think like, I think I'm almost the opposite to you and I have it. I'm always very, very on or off. Like mm. I find it very hard to be somewhere in between. I feel like I get up and I'm working at a certain time. And what I can't handle is if I'm working and then suddenly things change. Like my wife comes and goes, oh, can you just watch like the baby for like half an hour while I can do this? And it's like, that's a kind of a, a wrench for me to get out of one mindset and into another. Because and I always put that down to the fact that I had like, I worked for 15 years at a, the same company where, you know, I was going into work every day, coming home from work every day. I had that kind of structure and you were very much then on. And when you came home, there wasn't really any expectation to do any work at all at home, whatever. So I get stressed when I don't have that very clean division, but I naturally just kind of switch into one or the other. Yeah. Like, cause what's your, what's been your work day lately with permanent style? So I guess nothing's really changed. The only thing that's changed recently has been kind of like is timings. Cause now, cause you've been at home so much. Right. I generally start work earlier, so I'll probably we've got a, a one and a half year old now, so I'll be up at about sort of six or six thirty anyway. That's not really much of a choice. I'll probably start work at eight or eight thirty, mm-hmm. um, and my two oldest girls will go off to school, and then I'm probably I'm always finishing work at more like four thirty five um, because at kind of four o'clock the girls come home from school, things are changing, and then at five o'clock. Um, my wife needs to start thinking about dinner for the younger one. I'll take over and give her a bath and so on. So, yeah, I guess so the timings have kind of shifted a bit earlier in the day, but still I have to, it's that thing where I can't deal with changing things around too much. It's still like we have an agreement. I know that with my wife, I have to be stopped by work by five o'clock because then I take over and she has a break and then I'm then looking after the youngest one and so on. And I can stop earlier than if I want, but I can't stop later. And I, that structure works, that work, structure works very well for me. Where is your phone during the times you stop work? Ah, uh, when I'm not working. Uh, my phone, I guess, is always with me, and I think the only t- actually the only yeah the only time I find it hard to to not to switch off and not carry on working is when you get like alerts with Instagram or various other things. Okay. I think I was lucky in that I'm a little bit older and I never I never used social media from a social point of view. I never had a Facebook account, never used it to kind of hang out with friends. That's never something where I was on my phone all the time from that point of view. And even now I don't use Instagram very much and really only for it kind of from a professional point of view. Mm. But what I find hard is the idea that Instagram is so much less patient than say comments on the website. And if someone leaves a comment, there really is an incentive to reply to them straight away or whatever, if they've asked a genuine question. Yeah. So I find it hard. So, okay. Cause like that's, I think that's the thing too, where I, I have a lot of other friends that deal with this in which you have your, your phone on you and say, I don't know, it's, it's five thirty, right. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm trying to make dinner for Harriet or, I'm, you know, whatever it is trying to give her attention. Yeah. And I get an email and it's from some guest or some person's PR company and they want to know when is this thing. So in my mind, I'm like, crap. And that all of a sudden, my attention is diverted away from from her and whatever else I need to be doing. And now I'm focused on that. And that is my that's like my Achilles heel. 
And so I keep trying to find a way to separate my phone from myself during the time when I need to be more present. But I you keep get, you get that with emails as well, like because you that's that you must either be checking your email or you've got alerts coming on your phone. I got alerts. That's that's the uh, problem, uh, right? Turn the alerts off then, and you're fine. But, but the like, thing is, <laughs> well, and you're right. But the thing is, is in my mind, I keep being like my my advantage to the other whatever other thing I'm competing with. Yeah. is my availability, right? Yeah. And so I, because there's been times where someone's like, hey, can you do it at this? Can you talk with Goofball McGee at this time oh, and, no. ma- <laughs> and make this happen? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And and I was like, okay, I I won that round because I was able to respond quicker. And mm-hmm. I, to be honest, it's kind of a BS excuse now. But I feel like that's the thing that I probably wrestle with the most. Because, like, say you get some comment from someone on your on the site or in order. Someone's like, "Hey, help me! My my shirt came in ripped in half." Yeah. Like, are you like, "Oh, I need to respond now," or are you like, "No, I'm going to bed. I got to do my thing <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. I'll respond." Yeah, I'm I'm like that with responding and like and and with comments. I think it's okay because I think comments on the website are they're more substantial like someone has thought a bit of, of, about it they've left quite a long comment with kind of thoughts they don't mind if i don't re- like republish it and respond tomorrow morning because i actually care quite a lot about the response i guess whereas the more the more you use social media like so that's like a website platform like a yeah it's a long form written more in-depth platform when you go to social media um you know, you reply to somebody and if it isn't instant, they don't even see the reply most of the time or don't care or don't notice, right? Right. It's that much and, they, and it's only getting faster, right? It's get you know, now you've got you know, TikToks or Reels or whatever is even is even worse. So things are just kind of speeding up all the time. Um, and it, yeah, actually thinking about it, maybe that almost makes it easier just to cut off because you're like, at some point things will speed up. You just go, I'm sorry, I just can't, I can't handle that. I can't, I can't deal with things at that kind of speed. So there's just no point. You know, either I'm basically glued to my phone all day long, responding to stuff and picking other stuff, or there's just no point at all. You know, that's what Instagram is, is forcing me to do one or one or the other. Yeah, I, I think if I could, I would not be on social media because mm-hmm. all it's done for me and, you know, like, oh, boohoo, woe is me. But like all it's done for me is just made me jealous or yeah. angry or disappointed that whatever thing I did didn't get the thing that I thought it was in my head or, you know, I, I, my friend and I would be texting and I would text him a joke and then he would put that joke on social media for some meme and it's huge. And I'm like, in my head, I'm jealous that I don't have credit, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, if I just didn't have this to, to look at, I'd be so much happier. And, but in my mind, I'm like, if I'm not doing that, like, does the world know I exist? (laughs) Uh, not trying to get into all the sort of existentialism. No, I think, it's, I think, you know, we'll, I, I think, I think I genuinely think that like you and I and people who do similar things generally fight back against that kind of trend by telling people either not to do it or by showing the value of not doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, every, you know, I'm spend so much time on the comments, like, encouraging people to comment, forcing people to comment rather than send me a DM, encouraging them to think about what they're saying in their comment and like picking apart the, the, their thought process and their question a bit more, you know, encourage people to be civil, to be, to talk to each other rather than kind of ever shout at each other or anything else. And I think that really, it makes a genuine difference because then those people go away 
and they see some other kind of social media conversation, they go, well, this is just terrible by comparison. Or they try and have the same kind of, you know, uh, enforce the same kind of behavior on those platforms instead. I think it really makes makes a difference. Um, one of the, it's interesting what you said just then about, I feel, I mean, I know everyone feels like this, but that thing of feeling that you're not getting the same kind of reward and social media is just making you more depressed. Yeah. I read a really interesting uh, interview recently in a British paper with Ralph, uh, Ralph uh, Spall, who's an actor, son of Timothy Spall, a fairly successful kind of theatre and film actor. And he said exactly the same thing as I always feel on, on social media when he's doing plays, which is like he, at one point, he was doing a play at the National. It was like, I think it's a one-person play. He was like, people are, standing up in their seats and applauding, um, you know, he was getting ovation after ovation, but he basically, as an actor, could not get better than this. And he was like, eh, <laughs> it did not make him feel good. And like the next day, like somebody, like he saw one person on social media make a criticism of the performance and it just completely killed him. Oh yeah. That, that's the worst thing is like, Want to hear the rest? Join us over on Patreon. You'll hear this episode in tons more exclusive pods from the return of Sid Mashburn, Chris Gibbs of Union, Elaria Urbanati, We Got It All. You also get access to our private members-only Slack room where we chat about menswear and a bit of everything. Visit patreon.com forward slash blamo and we'll see you there.